welcome to the Perlo Podcast. Ash and Rice Podcast. The <laughs> only top five list. Top ten list from the South Carolina Low Country. This is episode 47. We are in season two. It's episode 17 of season two. Everyone in this podcast is now fully vaccinated, including Mathis, who was one of the first in the world. I just feel like this is what happened when the temptations broke up. <laughs> Adam, who's recently vaccinated. I, I refuse to acknowledge that this is the Perler podcast because we ended it last week. <laughs> and I'm your host, Shane. If you've never listened before, <laughs> I give these gentlemen the list topic. They take that topic. They make that list, make it a top 10, give it to me, and we reveal it here recording for you, our listeners. Tonight's topic, the best number one draft pick in any sport of all time. So, before we get into it, we always do a little warm-up. Tonight's warm-up, I recently went to the attic, doing a little spring cleaning, found some old trading cards my father gave me that we were collecting when I was a child, and I found Topps brand Desert Storm Victory Series Coalition for Peace trading cards, and I have boxes of these and i have two brand new packs that we're going to open up and we're going to see what kind of gems we get we're hoping for the schwartz cough tonight let's see if we can get it all right let me open this up did your did your dad like put y'all to sleep every night to that lee greatwood song <laughs> lee greatwood, excuse me uh, oh. don't you know man it's like it's like they, they're in there just these colors don't run the country sticker i got was egypt I wonder what their role was. Okay. They were part of the coalition. Huey Cobra. The Huey Cobra helicopter. The oh, I'm sure the people who can't see these cards are loving every minute of this. Thank you. This Google is it. almost as good. This is almost as good as when we couldn't hear the theme song. <laughs> the Stinger <laughs> missile trading card. The Desert Hawk. The FA 18 Hornet. The Tomahawk cruise missile. Now that that one, that card holds up. Another helicopter, anti-chemical gear. This is kind of scary. I wish I could show you guys at home. There's just people in these look like World War One outfits. And the Hummer. That's lame. All right, next pack. I'm hoping for a short cough here. All right, next new pack. We got, ah, USA flag. All right, we're in good shape. I feel good about this. USS Goldsboro, a little destroyer ship. Apache attack helicopter. Oh, yeah, this is good. I do like the Apache. I'm a fan. This one's lame. This trading card says becoming a fighter pilot. All right. This one is <laughs> says M1s move out. I guess it's tanks moving. Abrams, yes. <laughs> this one is a man shooting a machine gun. And it says, what is a tank? <laughs> That's Jeopardy. Uh, <laughs> Lieutenant General Kelly. All right. Good. F-16 Fighting Falcon, and the LCAC, the Landing Craft Air Cushion. All right, cool. That was a good pack, the USA, USA pack. So we got some good Desert Storm packs there. Apparently, I was a MAGA child um, growing up. Thanks, Dad. Here's the uh, shocker. In the, Alabama of Pencil- in the Alabama section of Pennsylvania, there is a small, frail boy opening up Desert Storm trading cards. Well, apparently I didn't open them up because they're all still in the pack. I guess I was saving them. To- I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to paint the scene real quick here. All right? I want everybody to close their eyes. Right? Everybody close their eyes. It's 1992. 
<laughs> Young Sean. <laughs> 60 pounds. Still has cold sores for some reason. He's sitting cross-legged watching the Weather Channel. It's Father Bob. Father Bob comes in. No, you're watching the Weather Channel. Bob comes in from the steel mill. Didn't work at a steel mill, but that's neither here nor there. Steel mill with that day's fresh jar of honey. 20 packs of Desert Storm cards. And he goes, one day, boy. One day, this will be something. All right, everybody I, thought can was, I thought you were, I thought you were gonna say he walked in and goes college fund. <laughs> <laughs> and then he grabs the remote and refuses he wants to watch the war, but he can't because it's on CNN and there'll be none of that in that house. So he has to figure <laughs> out where to go. He's where like he Ben Turner's <laughs> trying to microchip us all. We're not watching that crap. Hey, I where do a- you go for right wing news in nineteen ninety two? That's a great question. Oh, man, that's funny. That is awesome. That is awesome. All right, city shout-outs, Hemingway, South Carolina. We appreciate uh, Rodney Scott and the crew tuning in. Good barbecue. Wrightsville, Pennsylvania, where Bob lives. Appreciate you tuning in, Dad. I know you're going to like this episode that we described the Desert Storm cards for you. (laughs) He's probably disappointed that I opened them up. Um, You killed the value. (laughs) <laughs> Wichita, Kansas. Appreciate uh, them tuning in all the way out there. And the the country of France, because it's not telling us where in France. It's saying someone in France is listening, so we appreciate you. The entire country is tuned in right now. The entire <laughs> one. They, they love it. They're the ones listening live. Well, they were hoping to get the Hash and Rice podcast, but they feel like we've been cheated. Yeah. <laughs> they how like life. <laughs> all right notable omissions best number one draft picks in any sport of all time i have a notable omission from each sport nba notable omission kareem abdul jabbar thought about that one didn't like it as much as I, the ones i have but i thought it's a good it's it he deserves to be there but it i'll tell you if it, it felt like to me the nba is the one if you had to pick where a number one pick makes its biggest impact the nba might be it Okay. Like For sure. One guy can yep. change a franchise. We'll see that tonight. Major League Baseball, most notable omission. I guess his career is to be determined, but it's going pretty good. Bryce Harper. Thought about putting him at the bottom of my list, but I also dislike him as a person. So, Yeah, not enough time to. It's still really – it's still kind of early. He, he uh, did a great job the other night, though, uh, correcting that fan on how to spell uh, Acuna's name or say Acuna's name, excuse me. I don't know if you guys saw that on Twitter. I did not. There was some. I don't guy, like baseball, but there was some guy butchering uh, Ronald Ronald Acuna's name, and uh, and he was yelling at Bryce Harper like, "You'll never be him." Da da da. And he turned around. He was calling. It, he was saying like, he was saying like, Acuna, you'll never be Acuna. And he goes, he turns around. And he goes, "It's Acuna." Like yelled at him like, "You can't even say his name." All right. <laughs> NFL notable omission: Troy Aikman. Nah, I don't feel like I don't. I would not have picked Troy, even though I no. Troy is not liked. Can we talk about that for a minute? Well, it's the f- the face is very punchable. Like the, f- the Troy Aikman's <laughs> face is very punchable. It is. I agree. All right. Yeah, and and you know, there's no reason not. There's no reason that we shouldn't like Troy Aikman. Like none. He's not giving you a reason. All he did was win Super Bowls. But like, nope. Just don't <laughs> like him. But we don't care for that as a society. <laughs> <laughs> 
He is bland. Like there was more. There's been a more white bread quarterback ever than like he is literally the wonder bread of quarterbacks. I don't know. I think we could find somebody else. <laughs> that was good. I don't think so. NHL most notable omission: Sidney Crosby. Mm. I don't like him more than who I picked. I, I'm indifferent. Adam has, cool. Adam has zero NHL. Yep, I picked none. I picked I picked the big three, and I was like, that's what matters. I picked the ones that I remember playing with on that NHL 99 game. Man, that game ago. was awesome, wasn't it? <laughs> All right. XFL, first draft pick ever, Scott Milanovic. Don't do this. Yeah, <laughs> this is going to end poorly. Don't do this. And most notable omission from the MLS – Matt McKeon. <laughs> Let's get into it. Number 10 for Mathis, hockey guy, Eric Lindros. Uh, Eric Lindros, man, I literally remember him from like that he was on the Flyers and he was the center and he was good at hockey. I know that. Um, never I won mean, a cup, but he, uh, I remember I played with him all the time. And I was like, ooh, this is a really cool guy. And then I looked him up. I remember, like, his name came up a lot. But, like, he had some personal issues, I think, later on. Well, yeah, because he had, like, 400 concussions. Yeah. But, like, for – I mean, when you look at hockey – hockey and baseball drafts are so weird because their minor league system they have. Like, you don't see the immediate impact. But, like, again, I knew who he was. He's a hockey guy. That's impressive to me in and of itself. So, that's why I got him. And, I mean, he never won – I don't think he ever won a Stanley Cup. But he did win like a most valuable player. So, you know, for a first pick in hockey, that actually matters. I'm sure there's other better ones, but for a guy from South Carolina, that's a pretty big deal. Yeah, that's cool all and whatnot, but I didn't hear any of that because I just had to put you on mute and beat a spider with my shoe like I caught it breaking into my house. (laughs) Classic Columbia household. Number 10 for Adam, Chipper Jones. Chipper! I love Chipper Jones. He's like the only baseball player of my childhood other than like Glavin and Smoltz that I really like strongly remember. You're not an Andrew Jones guy? I like Andrew Jones fine. I, I randomly liked Jave Lopez when he was with the Braves. Because his name was Jave. That was always fun to say. He's a good catcher. Yeah, he was fine. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, Chipper Jones, man, like, I remember he was – people forget that dude was like the big – was a huge star in Atlanta. Like, yeah. huge. I, was thought, the- I thought about him. For a while, he was the franchise. Yeah, yeah had a good player too. I mean, he. I mean, I don't, did they ever win a World Series with him? I don't think he ever won one. Did I think he was there for the one win they had. Remember when you're a kid in Atlanta and you'd always get excited in the Southeast because, like, they were the Southeast team. Let's be real. And yes. you get all excited because they won the division again, like, for like twenty the, years consecutively. Yeah, they wanted a ton, and you'd go out there and you just knew in October it was going to fall apart. You just knew. It was going to happen every year. The same thing over and over again. <laughs> it is like it was 95. They won it. I'm fairly certain he was on the team. Someone at home is wigging out right now. Yeah, he was a young buck then, I think. I think That's that might be rook year. Did they beat the Indians that year? Yes, sir. Yeah, that, that yeah, tells oh, you. No, no, that was year three for him. I hate baseball, and I remember that. That's how big of a deal the Braves were. Like, and I'm gonna tell you, in Mont's corner, the Braves are huge. They're huge everywhere in the South. Yep, it was. Yep, Chipper Jones was there. Javi Lopez was there. Greg Maddox was pitching. Fred McGriff, first base. 
Andrew Jones. Number nine for Mathis. Ken Griffey Jr., the kid. Has there ever been anyone cooler than Ken Griffey Jr. in baseball? Like I, Maybe – you could argue maybe any sport. Like the backwards hat mm-hmm. and just – like the stance. He was just – he was just cool. Like, the dude was – he. first of all, he was, for lack of a better term, he was like a basketball player that played baseball. Like, yeah. he was cooler than baseball. Like, and everybody wanted to be him. Like, everybody wanted to be him. The junior thing was cool. You know, it was junior Griffey. You know, it was like, you know, everything. And he, and he played in a market that was tiny. Like, he overcame Seattle, which is not easy to do. Um but, you know, he was so athletic. And the fact, you know, it, I mean, I think he's like number – isn't he like number five or six in the home runs all time? He might be higher than that. And he would be much higher if he didn't have all those gruesome injuries. Well, and then he would also be higher if he – let's be honest. If he – if you take out the steroid guys, he'd be pretty – he'd be up there. Like, there's Boy, no doubt. Hey, like, let, let's be real. Wasn't that late 90s steroid – He's, he's number seven because he had 630. Yeah, he was. It was the best, the best time in baseball history. Right? Yeah. To Let's answer your to question, it. I'm gonna say I don't. I'll be real with you. If you're you're a grown man, you made a decision. Like at that point, you've made a choice. Like I don't. I mean, again, I anybody who watched that Sosa McGuire chase, like again, I hate baseball with a deep seated loathing passion. I hate baseball, but I watched baseball then because it was those because that was fun to do. People like offense. It just is great. Uh, I, I want it on record that Mathis Burnett wants steroids to be mandatory for Major League Baseball. I do. I want it mandatory in all pro sports. I want the best yeah, you can be for 20 I years. On record. Wow. On record. Yep. That's where it is, man. I don't care. I mean, listen, everybody makes, everybody makes decisions. Well, I'm looking at the all-time home run list, and Adam's number nine, and Mathis is number eight, is number four all-time. And he also helped Ken Griffey overcome Seattle, A-Rod. Yeah, man. A-Rod, I feel like, you know, people who are baseball homers are going to be freaking out because we didn't put him higher, but Burnett and I are not baseball people. But you can't deny A-Rod won. In terms of, like, overall picks panning out, you couldn't have done much better. He's a World Series – he's a World – he was a key part of a World Series run with the Yankees. He was an – he was an MVP, I think, three times. Like – he was a player. Yes. Like the, the question with A-Rod, oh, and things, you have going, oh, my God. He took st-. Listen, we pretty much established that everybody in baseball during this time was on the juice. Like, I mean, everybody. So, you have to look at it through that prism. Um, you know, A-Rod was a dude, though. Like, you could have been – like, there were other dudes who were on that stuff that weren't good, and he was very good. Um, 14-time All-Star, three-time AL MVP, two Golden Gloves. Yeah, in a in – a, in a sport where the first pick does not pan out a lot of the time, he did. And, you know, it's important. It, and like you said, we're non-baseball people, and we know who A-Rod is and respect him as a baseball player. So that tells you right there all you need to know. He also – this is this kind of gets thrown under the, under the rug sometimes. He's the guy who has set the table for how players get paid in baseball now. Because I think he was the first 10-year contract at like 20 yeah. million a year. Yeah, they've, the he, they have also – they have also backed off of the A Rod contract. Like the Pujols is the end of the end of that deal. Uh, like, oh, um, um, 
a guy for the Padres has just got a 13-year deal recently for a lot of money. Like, yeah, but, yeah. Hey, but but what does everybody say? You got to be careful because you get that Pujols contract. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's what they're always – like. They're, they used to – after A-Rod, they gave them to everybody. And yeah. now you keep hearing about, like, maybe we ought to not do this because you – or, you know, the absolute worst one is the Bonilla contract because, you know, they're going to pay – like, the mm-hmm. Mets play Bobby Bonilla until he dies. I was um, about to bring up that Bobby Bonilla contract <laughs> is the only contract anyone wants. Yeah. Fernando Tatis Jr. got 14 years, $340 million just a few months ago. And he's relatively young. Like he's, he's like twenty-two, young. but he tore his yeah. shoulder or something the other night. So I mean, already. Yeah, but, see, but I feel like Pujols, those guys got him when they were like twenty. I feel like they yeah. were older. Like, yeah, I agree. To give a twenty-two-year-old that contract, like the chance of you being still good at thirty-two in baseball, pretty high. The yeah, chance gets, of you being good at forty-two, very slim. I feel like, like baseball players peak in their early thirties too. Yeah, you really do. Like it. it thing is, but in, like for Tatis and those guys, like to come out of the. People also now come out of the minors way earlier than you. It used to be like you know, used to not know guys so they were 26, 27 years old. Yeah. Like now they're coming out when they're like 23. Well, it's because we're in a, a, a culture and a society where we want it now. So got to bring those guys up. If you ain't ready now, we'll get somebody else. All right, number eight for Adam, Michael Vick. Ah, oh, really? I just love him. I I and I love Mike Vick. I realized the other day I might be a Falcons fan, and it's a horrible revelation. Wow, mm. it's awful. You know what? I can see that about you. I feel like you've talked about the Falcons for years. First, first, first step towards solving your problems, admitting you have one. Yeah, but so. like that means I'm like a Falcons and a Gamecock fan. Person, am I? Am I a sadist? Like, you're, but you're also a low key Alabama Crimson Tide fan. Well, I was when I was a kid. I decided to stick around for the Mike DeBose, Mike Shuler years. And then when I got to Carolina, a guy named Nick Saban showed up at Alabama around the same time. And I figured I'd pull for the home team. <laughs> yeah. I like, I mean, Vic, the thing about Vic is, is that I don't know if there's been a more electrifying player but also one that didn't meet the promise of what it could have been. You know, I, I just don't feel like he ever met. There's better first – there's better number one picks in the NFL. In my opinion – and well, number one, you're going to say Courtney Brown, so that right there. <laughs> <laughs> you can't deny that Vic had his impact on quarterback in the NFL and below is huge. He, he, he definitely he definitely showed you could be you could be the runner quarterback and get it done and get it done and win and win big games. I mean, playoff yeah. the well, first team to beat the Packers at Lambeau Field in the playoffs is the 0-2 Falcons with Michael Vick. And again, as I'm saying this, I realize more and more that I'm a Falcons fan. Well, I think the key to Michael Vick's career was his college offensive coordinator. Oh, that's the guy. Like well, that's who that's who solved that's the puzzle. Who made, that's who made him. Yeah, no question. I just – with Vic to me, though, is, like, he never – like, I don't know that he – I feel like he could have been more. And my other guys I have from the NFL, I feel like they got the most out of their deal. I um, Well, one, I blame the lack of, like, you know, what he could have been. One, when Jim Mora then came in, they were like, guess who's a West Coast offense quarterback? You are my guy. And then, two, hanging around the Fools – abusing the dogs, all the off the field stuff. But if you remember when he went to Philly and had Andy Reed right there for a year mm-hmm. or two, he was looking good. He was, he was, I think the first game he threw like a, 
like first game, like first quarter, threw like that long touchdown pass to Deshaun Jackson. Everyone's like, yes, sir, he did. he's back. Vic is yeah. back. The question is what he could have been with a guy that just embraced what he could have been. Like, you know I, what I'm saying? Like, yeah. if Kyle Shanahan had it, you know what I'm saying? Like, what would that look if like? If a dude like Kyle Shanahan or Andy Reid had Mike Vick, I think we'd be talking about Mike Vick up in the category with like John Elway, Dan Marino, Tom Brady, those guys. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. Because in terms of like raw clay of a quarterback, arms and athleticism, who's better? I will say this: that arm, people don't give that arm enough credit. That thing was a howitzer. Like yes. it was like everybody remembers the runs. Nobody remembers that he could flick that thing yeah. sixty-five. Like I remember they had the with, commercial where he threw it out of the stadium. I mean, just I mean, and, and no, with no motion. Like how fast that release was, unreal. All right, so both these guys, number sevens, are NBA centers who battled it out for a solid decade. Mathis went with Shaquille O'Neal. Adam went with David Robinson. The Admiral. I, I'll, You know, it's hard for me. I love David Robinson. I love I the Spurs, so I, I picked David Robinson. I love David Robinson. My thing is this, though. Life on the line to win it all, who's your pick? I, I'd pick Shaq. Yeah. The most Phil Jackson said it. If he hadn't been lazy, he would have. They would have named the trophy after. Like yeah. he could have won ten straight MVPs because I don't know that we've ever seen a more physically dominant person. Like just the size, the strength, the athletic ability. I don't think there's ever been anything quite like Shaquille O'Neal. Yeah, late nineties like, Shaquille O'Neal was when he was at the Lakers, unbelievable. Yeah, yeah, especially when he decided, like, because he always spent the regular season just being fat, and then he yeah. would get in shape sometime around game 70. And then next thing you know it was, watch me back you down and just throw this through your – I mean, just break rims. Like, just destroy them. Like, if you forget, man, defensively how good he was. Like, and the triangle, he they forced him to pass the ball. Like, if he could have shot free throws, he would be the best basketball player ever played the game, no question. Forget Michael Jordan and LeBron. Like, no question. I agree. But David Robinson, also a physical freak. And, and I think David Robinson also was a, not only a great basketball player, but he was a key cog in setting up the Tim Duncan legacy. He and Popovich kind of built the Spurs into being a legitimate franchise. Yeah. yeah. And I'll tell you, and when you watch, I will say this. I don't know that there's ever been a more athletic guy than – than David Robinson. I don't know if there's been one like that. Well, Adam's number six was pretty athletic. Hold on, guys. Sorry. <laughs> Adam's number six is pretty athletic. The Dream Shake, Akeem Olajuwon. I need some help to log in my iPad. <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait, Why are you Oh, no, 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 no. Why are you buying? No, no, you can't do that. It's, you're not paying $80 a year for this thing. You crazy. <laughs> <laughs> the warning pass. The what? The warning pass. Who told you to come in here and do this? Me, me. <laughs> what the world? your subscription. Set subscription. Did Mimi send you here? Yeah. Please have a different email address. Complete description. Select the subscription option. I like listening to him read in real time. <laughs> this is what a doctor sounds like when he's in his own room. Doctor reading. This is absolutely insane. First of all, I'm not paying 80 bucks for anything for a child's iPad. That is not happening. <laughs> I love that we're still recording. 
Absolutely, 100%. I think this will be entertainment for those at home. Yes, it will absolutely be. Fix your kid problem so we can move on. I hear you now. Hold on, give me a second. <laughs> this is nuts. Adam. Yeah, man. Tell us about Akeem Olajuwon. Why is he on here? Uh, Akeem Olajuwon, you know, that those years that uh, Michael Jordan was out of the NBA, he led the Houston Rockets to NBA championships. Twice. Twice. Hey. Like, literally, Jordan's gone. Oh, look, this oh, number one overall good. draft pick actually pans out and wins his uh, franchise two championships. Hey, so we actually need to use our offense. <laughs> Does here's a question? Do yeah, the Rockets win those two championships if Mike's still in the league. No, right. I, don't, I really don't. Right, think guys, so. I apologize about that. We're on Hakeem Olajuwon. You know, <laughs> we're professionals, and we're just gonna forgive you. I appreciate <laughs> it. Yeah, this is the Hash and Rice podcast, folks. In, in no way did I mute y'all, ignore the number ten that you picked because I was beating a spider to death with my flip flop earlier. Yeah, no doubt. So. If you're if you're wondering if this is live, guys, it 100 percent is. This happens in real time. But yeah, so hold on. so you picked Akeem. Yeah, it's a good pick. It's a. I mean, it, I mean, here's a question: Do you think he wins? Be real. Do you think he wins the title if Jordan doesn't? Look, it's already ball? been asked to me. Pay attention to the podcast, why don't you? I'm sorry, I have a child. Well, I'm I'm, like I'm sorry you can't pay attention. So anyway, all right. <laughs> Anywho, uh, I you know said, what? I'm done. That's it. I'm finished. You this is the walk off. But go and <laughs> do something else. I'm gonna I'm gonna go be part of the Honey and Chicken podcast. My good friend Sheen. You know what? You know what? Let's let's kill both podcasts right now. <laughs> this seems like anyway. a, a good time to take a break. As Madison's <laughs> number six will be seen later on the list. Everyone, <laughs> go to the bathroom and. T- and get some popcorn. <laughs> One. Welcome back to the Hash, I mean, Perlo podcast. Top 10 list from the South Carolina Low Country. We're down to the top fives. We are doing best number one draft pick in any sport of all time. Number five for Mathis, Penguins great, Mario Lemieux. I'm going to say this because I'm $80 poor right now. But like, um, <laughs> <laughs> so. Uh, Marlon Mute, another guy who, uh, along with Yarmir Yager, used to win several uh, Stanley Cups on the Two. NHL 99 <laughs> game because I played with the Penguins a lot. Um, but, like, yeah, man, first of all, I saw that dude in person. I went to Michael Jordan's celebrity golf tournament, and, like, he is every bit of six foot five. Like, I, like, really? he is a giant human being. I'm so, giant. Wow, I didn't know that. Like, amazingly big. Like, like freakishly big. And so, like, he was there smoking a cigar longer than my arm. Um, <laughs> but, like, and he's super, like, Canadian, French-Canadian. Like, very much, like, that accent. Um, but he's, like, up there. I didn't realize this. He won two cups. Uh, and now he's an owner. Like, he owns – I can't remember what team. But I saw that on Wikipedia. He's won – been part of three as an owner. I think he might be part owner of the Penguins. Um, but he uh, also won the Hart Trophy multiple times. Like, dude had a heck of a career. And what's, and what's funny is he kind of fits along with uh, kind of like some people like Olajuwon. If there had been no Wayne Gretzky, Mario Lemieux may have been Wayne Gretzky. 
Like, it might have been that level. But the problem is you play with the greatest of all time. Like, he and Gretzky are both on the, the only people in the top ten in goals scored and assists. Like, he's that level good. But, again, you play with the greatest of all time, suddenly you look diminished. So, but as a first round, as a number one pick, he's, I think he's probably the most noticeable one. Cause again, I know who he is. <laughs> yeah, man. I, I can't make a valid argument against anything you just said there. So, you sounded right there. You sounded like Chris Farley and Tommy Boy. That was, that was literally the JoJo, the Indian circus boy with a pretty new pet. <laughs> but about a hockey player. You know what's funny? I think, I think there's a world, there's probably a doppelganger of myself that like love that lives in like montana and loves hockey like what are you lives talking about? for hockey I don't the whole state of wisconsin looks like you but they have hair <laughs> i think jj watt would not appreciate you saying that about him he's an outlier <laughs> you know what people i bag on people from those states but you know what a diet a, just a straight diet of beer and cheese doesn't sound terrible i'll be honest with you i, I work with two guys here from wisconsin number one they're both six four six five they're just massive <laughs> things they're great people wisconsin people are a good time highly recommend <laughs> you heard it here first on the perlo podcast i would never recommend anyone from pennsylvania though <laughs> <laughs> you heard it first on the perlo podcast Glowing recommendation for people from Wisconsin. Number five for Adam, not from Wisconsin, Earl Campbell. Mm, good pick. Hamster. So much hamster. Earl Campbell was great. I mean, you look back at his highlights, he's one of the you know most intense running backs you've ever seen with the football in his hand. Did some I think somebody said he had 42 inch thighs. I think so, like which is, the hamster got off the wheel when y'all were doing that intro. Yeah, Earl like Earl Campbell. Yeah, like uh, the video where he gores that dude is amazing. <laughs> oh, the dude from the Rams. The yeah, guy he, like, just, he, he just sticks his head and like, he just bounces him. He headbutted him in the chest. Yeah. <laughs> also, you know you're a bad man when you have a bar helmet as a running back. Yes. Now, one thing, unfortunately, though, is because Earl ran like that, Earl can't walk anymore. Yeah, I was. Somebody said that Earl had forty-two inch thighs. Yes, that is correct. roughly the size of my waist. Like, yes, that is, that is insane. Yeah, <laughs> dude, Earl Campbell is a Mack truck of a human being, and you go look at his highlights, and you're like, okay, he's a big power back, and then you see him get the edge, and he just runs by everybody. Once again, almost like Bo Jackson before Bo Jackson is sort of what I think hey. of Earl Campbell. Okay. Okay. Also a number one pick who I almost picked, but unfortunately Bo didn't play long enough. No, no, he did not. Adams number four did play long enough and he had a great career, accumulating a lot of great statistics and awards. Bruce Smith. <sighs> you don't like Bruce Smith? Yeah, I do like Bruce Smith. I, I have a problem because I'm such a Reggie White fan. Like, people like to put them <laughs> in the same sentence, and I disagree totally. It, it doesn't matter. It's about productivity is a number one overall pick and my love of Michael Vick, all right? that's what the- <laughs> so, so you're secretly a Virginia Tech fan and a Falcons fan and a Carolina fan. Yeah. And so Alabama. big, games are, big games are really not your thing. And bad like, Alabama. And bad Alabama. Mike DeBose, Alabama, and let's throw Wofford in there for fun. Why not? You might really – so where exactly do you keep your ball game? Like, is it somewhere, like, close nearby? Like well, I just door? burn myself every morning. That's how I <laughs> shock myself a little. 
<laughs> but <laughs> on a different note, to be the two-time defensive player of the year, eight Pro Bowl, I'm sorry, 11 Pro Bowls, eight first all-pro teams, like NFL Hall of Fame, that's what you want from a first-round draft pick. That's panning out. That's being one of the best of all time. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he is no question. He's good. I mean, dude. I mean, don't get me wrong. I love watching Reggie White forklift people <laughs> more than anyone. And the best is like these poor. Like, there's one tackle for the Patriots, and he's got one foot in the air, and you can see that it's just like such a mistake happening. And he's just tossed <laughs> like a child playing against his uncle at Thanksgiving. <laughs> oh, you was funny. I feel bad. I- I think who I've never felt worse for when did you watch the third to four falls of Buffalo or whatever? Oh, dude, that's depressing. And, yeah, and when he has Hostetler in the end zone and he hits him on the hand, like that ball is supposed to come out. Like that ball is supposed to come out. They fall on it. They're up a touchdown, and somehow Hostetler manages to not to just take a safety instead of the fumble. Like there's no way you should be able to hold on a ball and Bruce Smith clubbing you in the hand. And he does. It's just, it's, he's a tragic figure. I don't know if I would call him tragic. I would say that <laughs> it didn't work out for him to win. In, in, ter- in terms of Buffalo, it's tragic. Like Buffalo, like Buffalo in general, like that whole, that whole Bills era is a tragic time. Buddy, like to be that, to be that good and to never get the fight, you know, to never get what you need there is just, a, I feel bad for those guys. All right. Number three for Adam is also number six for Mathis, Peyton Manning. Panthers off the wheel. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm going to say I and, – and this is a homer deal because I love Peyton Manning. Like, I think – Tom Brady is the best to ever do it. I think this year proved that. But Peyton Manning is my favorite quarterback of all time. Um, fun to watch. Super smart you know, made himself great and just, you know, found and just made everyone around him better just – and he, he did all the right things. And, you know, I think when Indy picked him, they weren't very good. And then he made he made them very, very good. Um, it's and his again, forehead that makes him powerful. Say what? It's his forehead that makes him powerful. <laughs> it is. I mean, no question. And what's funny is he actually – you thought of him – I thought of him as a robot for a long because I never – you know, he was doing the typical thing. But now he seems to actually have a pretty cool personality. Um, when he was on SNL, that was one of my favorite SNLs. Oh, yeah. I mean, and, you know, all the Peyton's plays – I think the Brad Paisley commercials are funny. Um, but I think when you look at him is – what's going to suck for him is kind of like we talked about earlier. If there was no Tom Brady, Peyton Manning is probably considered to be the greatest quarterback ever. Not like, over Joe Montana. One of people who don't have weird fetishes for Joe Montana, it's definitely four-time uh, Super Bowl champ. All, hey, Burnett, Western Pennsylvania, buddy. That's all you gotta know. Yeah, exactly. But but like Peyton again, Tom Brady takes it. But I think Peyton of number, if you look at number one quarterback picks, he's got to be up there, no question. I agree. Uh, yeah. I, can't, I cannot deny that. He's the third best quarterback ever. He's excellent. Another top five quarterback of all time is Mathis's number two, John Elway. You know you like, what? You like old horse tooth John, eh? I do. I mean, 
I liked him because you know what? He won those two Super Bowls. When he was winning Super Bowls, I was I was like probably 10 or 11. Parentheses like when yeah. Terrell Davis won those two Super Bowls. Yes. I mean, and no, and first of all, it te- one def, one, the first one definitely TD was the one. Like, there's no doubt that was. You mean Alex Super Gibbs? Yeah. Alex but Gibbs. like the, the second one, you say what you want to do. The second one, John Elway went out there and that was, you know. Well, won, you know, like, as a Falcons fan, <laughs> that second one hurts. Well, if you, if you could have kept uh, Eugene, was it Eugene Robinson? Was that who it was? Yeah. <laughs> you could have kept him out, out of Miami the night before. You could have been okay. Meaningless. Um, Meaningless. Because <laughs> hey, he got absolutely torched on a 97-yard touchdown pass. Yes. Um, but John, I mean, John did a lot of good. John did great things. And what's funny, could have had Dan Marino's career. Like, realistically, you think about it. Those two years don't happen with Terrell Davis. You're right. And John Elway could have absolutely been Dan Marino. Um, but managed to get it done at the right time, man. And I just – I like watching him play. I thought he did a lot of good things. And realistically, is as good a quarterback as we've seen in the NFL around. I mean, you you would have taken John Elway every day. You know, oh, no quarterback. There is no doubt. Mathis's number three is also Adams number one. And Peyton oh. and if Peyton Manning would have done what everyone suggested and come out after his junior year, this guy would not be in this podcast. That person, Orlando Pace. Great. I appreciate you. I appreciate your O line love right there. I, I put him on there, and it even said in parentheses trolling pick because I didn't think you'd love it. But now I'm I'm so happy that the hive mind worked out again. No, I, I love Orlando Pace. I he's do. a monster. It, it, like, it's not like Jonathan Ogden where he's like, okay, you can like road grade people, but you basically hold and pass protection every single time. Like, yeah. Orlando Pace is perfect. Yeah, like honestly, Orlando Pace is the what NFL tackle should be. He's my second favorite. I like Tyron Smith. I do. Okay, I, think. I love Tyron Smith. We're about to just nerd out on offensive tackles. How do you feel about <laughs> Walter Jones? Yeah, I, I, I like. I tell you, I like Trent better though. Trent, Trent is up there for me. Really, Trent? Yeah, he because he's a mountain. He is an absolute mountain of a man. And honestly, you know, who's funny. You know, who's the most athletic of all of them is Brian McKinney. Of all the people who's like, he might be the most athletic of all of them. Hey, Trent, um, Trent, Trent Williams yeah. is the best offensive tackle to ever run outside zone. <laughs> Dude, Trent Williams getting up on that second level is horrifying. Like, he can run so well for someone his size. Real quick. Real oh, it went quick. out so perfectly. That's so well done. <laughs> I know this. I know this about Orlando Pace. Matt in Lake City, as soon when he heard Orlando Pace was number one, he took a nice long drag and just said, "You guys got it right." Yo, the answer, what is this? The answer is killing me here at the end. <laughs> I had a Bruce Feldman classic about <laughs> Kane Mutiny, baby, drink at home. Yeah. Mutiny. Yeah. Did you know that Brian McKinney? I don't think he played football until like junior college. And like a junior college coach was like, "Hey, massive human being, do you want to play?" And they grabbed him, and he's like, sure, and then didn't give up a sack his entire senior year of college. Yeah. Wow. It's, I, I think it's funny. Pace to me is interesting because he should have won. the. Who won the Heisman the year that he was a senior? Was that, uh, Eddie, was that Eddie George year? There might be a reason Eddie George won it. 
Yeah, like, and honestly, he was better. Like, he was better at his job. Like, the Hodges will be the most outstanding player in college football. Orlando Pace has been the best player on the field every day he's played football. I'm Can wrong. you imagine? I'm wrong. Like, that was Danny Werfel won it. Oh, 96? Yep. But, hey, let, let's talk for a minute. 1995 Ohio State Buckeyes. Uh, you had Orlando Pace – and you had Eddie George, and you don't – what did they win that year? Great question. I have no like, idea. That's like, a, let's look at them real quick, okay? While you're doing that, while you're doing that, trivia question for those at home, this was surprising to me. The 1995 Heisman Trophy – or 1996 Heisman Trophy voting won by Danny Werfel – Orlando Pace was four, work done five, Peyton Manning was eight. Number three was Jake Plummer. Who was number two? I don't ever remember this player. And he almost won it. No idea. No Troy, Troy Davis from Iowa State, running back. Wow. No idea who that is. Exactly. Yeah, no, no clue. You know, the only Heisman I really think about is that when Ron Dane stole it from Joe Hamilton, but that's okay. Um, I, we're, getting, we're, we're, we're getting we're getting over like yeah. and you know what this is such a thing because we're talking about we talked about Courtney Brown earlier but Joe Hamilton how unlucky are you that the year you're really good and he did everything he could to win it but it's the same year Ron Dane breaks the record for all-time yards and like in NCAA history like how unlucky can you be like it's just unreal all right so I did some research on the 95 Ohio State team can you hear me? Yes. Yes. All right. Because the hamster get, is getting off the wheel bad. They played, a, they played a really good non-conference schedule. Yes, they did. They were number two until they played Michigan, lost to Michigan the last game of the year to get knocked out of uh, contention for the national title and then went and lost to Tennessee in the Citrus Bowl to Peyton Manning. And the Big Ten champions that year were? Uh, Penn State, maybe? No, nope. the Northwestern Wildcats, 8-0. Oh, good for them. Was that the year that Peyton and them were supposed to win a national title and Nebraska won it? Yes. Oh, uh, yes. Yeah. Yes, 95 that was Scott. That, that was Scott Frost, Nebraska State National Championship. No, 95 is uh, Tommy Frazier running all over yeah. Florida. That's okay. But, but that was that was a year, like, they talked about that Tennessee, like, was it Tennessee? Okay. Like, people voted so, for Tennessee to win. So that year that you're talking about is Peyton's senior year, which is 97, because Scott Frost was the quarterback for the 97 Nebraska team. And then Peyton graduated, and the next year T. Martin starts, and they win the national title. The first That's ever BCS. Yep, yes. first BCS, first Florida State. Yeah, and yep. Scott Frost split that title with Charles Woodson. Yep, Michigan. Michigan. Yep, they split the yep. title. But you're right about this. But I mean, again, I think we need to just bring it back where we started here, which is Orlando Pace was like God <laughs> of a football player. Yes, he like, is. Like, absolutely. Like, if you are a real deal football fan and you can't appreciate Orlando Pace, you're not paying attention. Like, here's the thing I don't know that as much as the game evolves and what guys like Joe Thomas and those guys, they're not better. Like, there's no, I don't think if you ask who's the best offensive tackle to ever play, you're going to get a different answer than Orlando Pace from people who know football. Like, I, I don't think there's ever been one that did it any better than him. Dude, just uh, – I mean, the biggest thing is the consistency. You know what I mean? How long did he play? 14, was it 14 years? He played from – I got it pulled up right here. He played from 97 to 09. That's a heck of a – that's a heck of a – that's a run. 
Mm-hmm. And he, and he and that, at that position, that's a heck of a run. All right. Did he? He was. He was with. He was with him for Super Bowl years, right? Yes, the Rams. Yes, I thought so. All right. He he he. Maybe he helped make Kurt Warner. <laughs> so, number two for Adam is number one for Mathis. LeBron James. LeBron James. He did something nobody else has ever done. Maybe bring a bring a championship to Cleveland in the mod, in the modern era. Yes, he did. I mean, again, I think he's the greatest basketball player ever to play. He is a physical freak who has won everywhere he's been and has done it in an era when, honestly, he's had to live under a microscope his whole life, never misstepped, you know, found a way to do – you know, he he is everything you want him to be. And and 20 years ago, we would have worshipped him. Yes. Um, And he doesn't get that luxury. Biggest stain on his career was the decision – TV show that he did, and what no one realizes from that, well, some people might, is that he got $2 million to do that and gave every single cent to charity. Yeah. That's great, but I think that kind of messed with how people perceived him from that point on. You know what, though? The people who hated him are going to hate him regardless because he left. You know what I'm saying? And I mean, and honestly, like, Cleveland did nothing for him to stay. Like, the fact that he went back – what's funny is he is taking control of his narrative more than anybody I've ever seen in my entire life. Like, he has decided – this. like, he has written out, like, this Hollywood story for his career and has followed it. Like, he is going – you know, I'm going to go back and win one for the hometown, and he does it. And then he's like, okay, I got to take it out to Hollywood and do it this way. And so I go out and do it that way. And honestly, not only is he the greatest basketball player to play, he might be the greatest general manager ever because, (laughs) like, he – he builds the team. Yeah. Like, and people always laugh around like, oh, he can't believe he's playing. Once again, do you, if you could choose who you worked with, would you not pick people who were good at their job? Sure. Like, I, I, I feel like the hate on LeBron is uncalled for. And honestly, he is – he changed he, – he, it's hard for people. Think Ryan Leaf. Guys who are so good and get pushed and like, oh, my God, they could be – for him to be the best player and know that he's the best player on the planet from the time you're 16 years old and you never stop being that until now and he's still going, I don't think there's any question. Yeah. Yep. I, I, I would say that outside of, you know, some baseball players, they've gotten more mileage out of him as a number one pick of anybody else on this list in the world, in the history of the world. I would agree. All right, wrap it up. Most notable omission, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Mathis's number one was LeBron James, and Adam's number one was Orlando Pace. Next week, we'll record again for you. We appreciate everyone allowing us to have our little Easter spring break last week. Warzone update. Um, we, didn't, we haven't played since spring break, really, man. We took a break from that, too. But before we did, it's important to note that the colonel – has moved definitely in the second place. Like he's, he's running away with it. I am at 21. The Colonel is at 14. And uh, Mr. Desert Storm is at 10. I'm at 11 because I just won the last or 11. Match. Excuse me. My bad. You're at 11. Obviously, I need to re update. Um, but anyway, either way, you're getting smoked. So that's important to note. But uh, uh, you know, I got I'm my in- Desert Storms cards now. So I think I can use them as bonus points. <laughs> Your imperialism cards, I feel. <laughs> it's a defensive Q8, actually. All right. So if you want to contact us, you want to tell us who we missed on our number one, you can 
Hit us up in the comments on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. Rate us, please, so we know how we're doing. You can uh, check us out at uh, Perlo underscore podcast on Twitter or email us at Podcast at gmail.com. We appreciate you tuning in again to the Perlo Podcast, top 10 list from the South Carolina Lowcountry. If you want to cash at me $80, it's uh, money sign Mathis Burnett uh, 21. Just want to put that out there. <laughs> Y'all really should. He, he can really use what he wants. My daughter needs to learn from ABC Mouse, and I need to pay for it. So he doesn't please. want to take the time to talk to her. So please. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh...